Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and I'm here today with my excellent co-host. I I don't remember the order anymore. I, I my history of Puckle is going down. I usually introduce people in the order that they've like joined the show, but I don't remember. I I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess, and I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go the the wonderful sublime. I believe you are correct. Hello, I think I, I am. I don't in. remember, uh, and <laughs> that's true. And then also we've got we've got the man who knows pretty much everything, R Sigma. Mm-hmm. See, the thing and, is, R Sigma joined later, but he also exists outside of time because he is yeah. omniscient. It's just it's getting to the point where like <laughs> it, like there's just points in time where my memory is getting is just getting to the point where like I don't remember things from like seven years ago. I don't remember details from seven years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the biggest thing was um, I used to remember what classes I took every semester when I was in college. I used to remember that, and I'm at the point where I just go, I don't remember which semester I took this class. I remember taking that class. I don't remember when I took it. Um, because it was a, it was like a complete surprise to me. I recently had to get my college transcripts for reasons. Uh, and I, and I, and I opened up my college transcripts and I was like, huh, that's when I took that. I would have been completely wrong if somebody would have asked me when I took that. (laughs) And, and so that was, uh, that was a good time. Like I took, I had to take like two chem labs, like chem lab one, one Oh one and chem lab one Oh two, which was nonsense by the way. Um, and I took one when I was like in my sophomore year and then I didn't take chem lab two until I was like at the end of my junior year. At least you didn't have to take that at OSU. That's true. I did not have to take it at Ohio state. Um, <laughs> I, I remember I, after I was out of there. Y'all throwing me like, off. Cause I thought y'all were talking about Oregon saying, I'm like, that wouldn't make yeah. any sense. No, no, the no. scarlet and gray one, not the orange and green. The one that yes. went on like or the academic. yellow and green. Yeah. <laughs> went on their academic. colors are ugly academic probation after i left them so it's like, yes oh. <laughs> yeah it was it was like really weird uh yeah no i mean i taught the physics labs at osu mm-hmm. so like i i think they were okay i mean i don't know it, it, i i definitely dislike labs that they only have tas do but that's 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 a story for another day uh, <laughs> welcome to the fucko podcast guys where we talk everything pokemon <laughs> from the video game to the trading card game to i guess what college courses are like when they're taught so uh <laughs> and we're gonna we've got uh, a lot of things for you guys today but uh yeah so how's everything going with you guys other outside of college courses and uh transcripts uh how about you sublime how, how's how things been going how was your new year's 
My my New Year's was awesome. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about my New Year's. I went to a... It was a lot like that place you took us to last PuckleCon where they had free arcade games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a place that normally doesn't have free games, but they were all set to free mode for New Year's Eve. So oh, that's good. So it was good. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, we got, we've got a place similar to that here in, in Dayton, and I really enjoy it. It's a... Uh, it's a uh, yeah. It's it's really fun in Dayton. They, they've got uh, it's a bit more like homemade. That's that's the way word I would use to describe it. And it's uh, it, they they've just got like a huge emulator on this a screen. This place was huge too. Like, yeah, this one's this one's tinier, uh, but it it has uh it has better video games in my opinion. Like if you're if you're a video game like connoisseur, for the lack of a better word, uh, <laughs> because they have like the original Donkey Kong and stuff like that. And it, it, that that's just like a really which cool really experience. Hard, to like, which is really yeah, hard. To, to I get played like that a, for a bit. And yeah, I'm like, oh, this is hard. I yeah. I really I really prefer seeing like original stuff like that. I don't know. I, I'm I'm really into retro games and stuff like that as well. So it, it's just uh, it, it's another like side hobby of mine, like a side interest. I don't know. Uh, but I'd rather talk about Pokemon on a podcast and not talk about uh, how much I really care about the care about the motherboard on a Donkey Kong ca- arcade cabinet. Here's the thought. Why, what if we made the 2020 game an arcade Pokemon game? Yeah, Ooh. that won't happen. No. I think that's the Pokemon Rumble series. Isn't, that I think Pocken, that's... isn't there a Pokken arcade game? Yeah. Uh, so they do have arcade cabinets, but they're like Japan exclusive. They should bring that and, around. And that I think that's just I think I think the Pokken arcade cabinets exhibit all of the things that were wrong with like the release of Pokken tournament. Well, that's true of most arcade games, you know. Because. Well, no, because, like, what happened is, like, Pokken came out on the Wii U, and they wanted it to be this thing. They really wanted it to be this thing. Like, this third pillar of, like, competitive Pokemon. And they still yeah, do. It's, they they're still, still pushing do. it. It's every... Yeah. They're still pushing it. It's going to be... At, they already announced it for every uh, international this year. And they... So, it, it's really weird. But because... The, there's no updates for this game, anyway, by the way. Um, uh, but there were updates in the Japanese arcade cabinets after it came out in the Wii U, and those updates never came to the Wii U. Um, and it took us like two years to get all those updates in the form of Pokken Tournament Deluxe. It, it's just, it's just a weird release cycle for this game that I think is just kind of ki- like putting itself in the ground because for two years, Japanese players could play arcade cabinets with completely different rosters of fighters. Mm-hmm. And it, it just blows my mind. I think the only one that has been different is like Decidueye. Like Decidueye got added with Pokken Tournament Deluxe and that was it. it it's just been a mess. played Croagunk with the support Croagunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. I, and I own the like game. Fancy Attack has all the Croagunk. I own Gosh. the game, but I do not play it very much. I never rebought I, it for Switch. Yeah, I wanted to, and then I'm like, but will I ever play it? No. <laughs> I'm gonna play Smash Brothers more than I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Pokken Tournament. You True. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's really the problem that Pokken Tournament had is that Smash Brothers exists. Well, also Pokken is like a more serious fighting game. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that caters to a more niche crowd. Personally, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I think I think Smash Brothers is a fighting game for all skill levels. Yes, because you can sit down in the room, and every single person in that room will be able to play Smash Brothers. And to the some controls extent. for like something like Smash are so much easier. Pocket is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pocket is hard. Something like Pocket is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes across as convoluted, and yeah. it's like, yeah, we need two different styles of battle in a battle. It's like mm, very true. Maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't well how are the holidays for you sigma oh uh, they've been going well a uh, lot of masters now that cynthia's in the game Ooh, yeah uh, i got lucky has that, that game one. turned it around yet uh i think 
it's better now, but I think it'll be even better in a ne- the next month when they add like customization to your characters. Ooh, that was oh, that's yeah. Well, I'm hearing all I'm hearing is a bunch of stuff we should have had it release. Oh yeah, this thing released way too early for what they wanted to do. They- well, you could definitely tell that just like in the way they do the story. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like I said, it, it's it's kind of like some other recently released games um, where they're very front loaded, and then they had to hurry up and finish. Mm. So, huh. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Games that came out in the last year, you mean? Yeah, some games that came out in the last year. Mm. I hear uh, you. It's those Facebook games we're not talking about during the news. Segment, those Facebook it? games, yeah, we're not talking about those Facebook games that came far. What's that, that just far random. game people used to play? No, no, there's there's the Pokemon. Fa- there's like two Pokemon Facebook games that just dropped randomly, like right before. It's Christmas. really confusing. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I I understand because there's probably like a market for that to an extent because Facebook still has like a crazy high number of people on it. Older people. For whatever reason. Yeah, I because I would say a lot of people, like, because we're, we're, actually, the three of us are all probably the closest in age of, like, everybody on the show. I think so, yeah. And I would say, like, people in our age bracket are, have been, like, migrating away from Facebook. Like, I have Facebook literally for, like, a D&D group and to and to use it as Craigslist. Mm-hmm. That is why I have Facebook. I, I have it for no other reason. I do nothing else with my Facebook. That is the only reason I have it, though. It's just for uh, for some D and D groups and for and for Facebook Marketplace because it is a far better Craigslist because old, more more older people are on Facebook Marketplace. You you know when I realized it was a problem was when my dad started using Facebook and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It turns out, well, I mean, I don't even know where like our social media network is anymore because I personally don't use much anymore. I use I like, really I don't either. But, you know, it's I have Twitter for like Puckle stuff, and then I have like, well, Instagram. I think is like for the people after us, almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of millennials using like it's somewhere between Twitter and Instagram. You know, like yeah, I, I think we're just like in this awkward place, social media wise. Sure, yeah. and and we don't have it I, I, because like I would say I would say Instagram is probably more Gen Z, mm-hmm. um, and then I would say I would say Twitter is Twitter is kind of there, but Twitter's uh, like an anomaly of itself, but. This isn't the place for like a social construct discussion. <laughs> yeah, uh, I prefer the control I have on Twitter and what I see. It's like I don't want to see this stuff, and I don't. That's true. They are very good about that. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, good it's on very Twitter. easy to filter out Twitter. They, very good. Yeah, good on Twitter. Uh, so on that note, though, because we're getting too far off base, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 regear to some Pokemon and head on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got quite a lot of nothing to talk about because it's just been a really, really a crazy time in Pokemon as everything's kind of slowed down for the holidays. Holidays be holidays. It's been two weeks uh, that we haven't recorded the podcast, like, for the news, and there is still very little to talk about. (laughs) I think the big news, uh, the big, quote-unquote, Battle Spot has or i don't think they call it battle spot anymore they call it battle stadium so it still abbreviates to the same thing so it's even more confusing has changed over to series two for singles battles at least um does did that change for double battles as well sigma yeah it's vgc rules over on double side and 
It allows for certain Gigantamax Pokemon and runs until the 31st of January. And so that'll be kind of cool, I guess. What what Gigantamax are they adding? What Gigantamax are they adding? Explain. All the ones that are common in the wild are gifts right now, like Pikachu and Eevee are mm-hmm. but <laughs> available. Uh, the only ones that really matter are probably Snorlax and maybe Santaconda. Okay, that makes sense. I believe all of these things. There's also a special code that you can redeem to get 20 battle points because Series 2 started. It's K-A-M-P-F Team. Kampf? Kampf Team. Kampf Team. And if you put that in, uh, you get 20 battle points. So that's pretty cool. Buy yourself something nice. Uh, The regional championships have also dropped more, uh, I guess, which ones are going to be streamed? Pokemon's officially streaming them. That's oh, Pokemon's the officially streaming them. That's actually That's big news. That's the news. That's big. That's big, actually. That means there's good quality. It's usually just like the regional that's doing it mm-hmm. itself, like the people who are hosting the regional stream it. Uh, but if Pokemon, Pokemon's taking this seriously, good for them. Uh, so they are re- streaming the Dallas Regional on January 18th and 19th, the Collinsville, Illinois Regional on February 29th to March 1st, the Charlotte, North Carolina Regional on March 22nd, 21st and 22nd. The Salt Lake City Regional, April 4th to 5th. The Albany, New York Regionals. I did not know there was one in Albany, New York. <laughs> May 9th to 10th. And the, or the Fort Wayne, Indiana Regionals, uh, which are in May now. Uh, May 23rd to 24th. Fort Wayne's usually in, like, the winter. Yeah. I, I find that really odd. Uh, and then June 6th to 7th, you're going to have Milwaukee, Wisconsin Regionals. I want to say I've heard this is all of the North American regionals except for like Santa Clara because it's on the same weekend as Fort Wayne. So yeah, I well, it, I think isn't one of the it, no no that was last year. I don't think any of them are just TCG only this year, are they? I don't think so. I think that was a Colorado only thing because of certain laws involved with video games there or something. I don't know. I don't know. I just remember that I didn't know if it was for laws or if it was just because TCG definitely drives a bigger attendance than VGC. I mean, that's not untrue. They were also using a different group in charge of handling that regional. That's true. That's true. Who used to do uh, Magic the Gathering events. So That makes sense. That makes more and more sense then. Those are just the regionals. Um, they do have VGC and TCG. Honestly, if I were a TCG player, I'd be more hyped for regionals. <laughs> VGC is fun, but it, t- it turns out like the numbers are typically pretty low. Which is kind of disappointing. Also, with the Switch, it just seems like it's going to be a mess. Oh, man. So. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. I wouldn't want to keep, compete in an in-person event just because of, like, battery life concerns and all that stuff. Battery so. life concerns. And not only just battery life concerns, but you also have... Um, I don't really care about the battery life so much. And that's only because the if you get, like, the new updated Switch, you have a battery life that's equivalent to, like, an OG 3DS. Yeah, you're probably fine on a newer Switch, though I don't know how the battery drain works. If you have the original hardware, though, you're kind of you're kind of boomed. There are also like a few like corner case issues that come with whether you're the host or not. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, DeWabafet. He has been going into this very very deep. You should definitely look into that if you plan on going to these events because there are issues with moves not working if you're the host in certain scenarios, and some of them aren't super uncommon scenarios either. Which is probably, like, I think Sucker Punch doesn't work uh, depending on who's the host and, like, if there's, like, one or Pokemon left on the opponent's side of the field or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. That's, like, uh, something that could possibly happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. I'm very worried about something like that happening and ruining the game. But it kind of reminds me of, like, the Skydrop issue in Gen 5. 
Hopefully we get a patch coming soon or something. I hope there's a patch coming soon. I mean, Pokemon gets patched at least like once after it comes out in like February, typically. January, February. If Pokemon Home's coming soon, then the patch. Yeah, especially if Home's coming out. Yeah, that's true. So on, on that note, though, that's uh, that's where we are with Pokemon Regionals. Uh, if you wanted a Wurmple that wears a party hat and looks very festive, now's your chance to go play Pokemon Go and hatch some 2K eggs. Uh, not only can you get Party Hat Wurmple, though, uh, you can also get Hardy Pat Pikachu, uh, Party Hat Raticate, and Party Hat Wobbuffet in two-star raids. My favorite Pokemon that don't do anything. Yep. Uh, and if you walk 50k with with Adventure Sync, you get a Unova Stone. So, hey, Unova Stone. That's kind of nice. I think you got to get up to 50k steps. Yeah, or 50k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So, so like, what, part of my like, New Year's thing is like, I want to make sure that I hit like 10k steps a day. And if you do that, you get your 50k, like, hands down. Oh, easily. Hands down. So, I, I, I recommend for everybody's health, go try to run, go try to walk your 10k steps. Be healthy. Uh, this has been a message from your local fuckle authority telling you to, to go live your best life. Other than that, I don't, I, I don't know what, what else is new. I mean, January 9th, which is this week, uh, this Friday, I believe. Um, not Friday. Uh, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, that's when the Gigantamax rotation ends. I'm very curious to see what happens in the next rotation. Do we get, do we get a new rotation? Or do they give us like a time of like boringness and then they give us more? I mean, I wouldn't be against them putting like Alolan forms in there instead of Gigantamax or something like that. They should do something like that. Honestly, I really would be into that. It's like this month is the month of Alolan Vulpix and Alolan Meowth. Just Alolan Vulpix. Just Alolan Vulpix. All of them. I thought you were a fan of Alolan Meowth. I am, but like we were just discussing how everyone loves Alolan Vulpix. Alolan Vulpix is great. It's the best Pokemon of Gen 7. But. Uh, it is. It, it definitely is. Uh. <laughs> also, yes, I would definitely take Alolan Meowth over what they gave us this time for Meowth. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm... Well, maybe I'm not a fan of Galarian Meowth, but I'm a fan of Berserker. I'll say that. No, I don't like either. I'm a fan of Berserker. I thought Berserker was a cool idea. It is a fun idea. I just... It's not a good aesthetic for me. I thought it was cool. I thought it was an interesting take. Like, I didn't think I was going to like split evolutionary lines like this, but I it has grown on me. I mean, it only happens with two Pokemon, which I find really oddly specific. Well, it's it's cool what they did with it, too. It's its precedent. Because they switched stats around with it, is what they did. They actually got to switch the stats around, which was nice. Well, because you don't make Persian good. I mean, you can't. I'm sorry. Let's move that speed stat to attack. Alolan Persian had its uses. Yeah, with Z-crystals that don't exist. Well, had. I said had. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's going on. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all of like the big stuff that's happened in the past two weeks. I, I can't say that there's been much else that's happened. Uh, other than those Facebook games that got dropped randomly. Shiny Magikarp was nice, but it's not relevant either. So It's not relevant anymore. Nope, it's <laughs> gone. It's absolutely gone. Yeah. So on that note, though, we will uh, we will take the uh, we'll take the news off air. Uh, we do want to talk about some minor puckle news first. Well, not minor. Uh, we are hosting our ultimate underground tournament of champions, or what we call the UUTC, our annual tournament that is typically uh, OU single battles. But because that's no longer possible on cartridge, we decided that we were going to go ahead and do battle spot singles because we wanted to create a we wanted to curate a space where people could play competitively on cartridge. And so you guys can come and you can join that. It, it, I think this is probably the most inviting year that we've ever had as well. 
because not not only on top of that are we doing battle spot uh, or battle stadium singles. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's going to be a hard habit to break. Battle stadium singles, but we're also going to be uh, allowing rental teams, so you don't even need to make a team. You can literally take a picture, and you can change you can change your team from week to week in Swiss rounds. Yep, which is even more fun. So you can like figure out the meta, and you get five battles in for free, and you get to come and hang out with some puckle people. I really do encourage that, just because we have so many people that really like. Uh, I mean, this is where we you meet a lot of friends in puckle. Is when you battle in tournaments like this, and you have to set up your battle. You get to hang out with people, get to know people in the community. So I definitely encourage you to come out and play, even if you don't. We'll put up some rental teams as well for you guys to try out as well, if you don't know what you want to use. And also, uh, because it's the new year, and I forgot to do it in December, uh, new Puckle surveys up. It is in the it is in the show notes. Uh, please fill it out. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what we can do better. Tell everybody why you think Thatch is a negative Nancy, and uh, we can uh, go ahead and move on. Uh, it helps us improve the show, though, and I, I really do appreciate all of the help we can get from people who are who replied to that survey. On that note, though, I think we'll kick everything on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That means they have to use what's in their heads to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that come from the community on our Discord server. So you too can drop trivia in there, and then our good friend P. McGee will go ahead and curate a list for me. He always gives me options, uh, which is really nice, but I don't know that he should. <laughs> Sigma and Sublime are going to be operating together as a team to answer these five Pokemon themed trivia questions to try in a race to 30 points to win a $20 credit to T Public. And today we have probably the first like precedent. This doesn't happen in like two and a half years of us doing trivia on this show or three and a half years of doing trivia on this show. I forget when we started doing trivia. 2016 sounds right. And we've never had both co-hosts within shooting distance of hitting 30 points. <laughs> I think I think Sublime's at twenty eight points and Sig- Sigma's at twenty six, something like that. Twenty four, twenty six. I twenty four, twenty six. We're gonna look it up. Within grasp, but you're within grasp. You both are within grasp, uh, which is uh, probably the most uh, the closest I've ever seen it. You were at twenty four, Sigma, so you you do need like a lot of points here today to be able to cross that finish line with Sublime. Yeah, we need a near perfect run. Yeah, you need a near perfect run, uh, and so. Yeah, that's where we're, that's where we'll go. There are going to be five questions, each of them worth one point apiece, uh, except for that one time it's not. They, there is a question with a bonus point. They do have a lifeline that they can use as well to allow them to go ahead and uh, get a hint on one of the questions. However, if they get all the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash the hint in for an extra point for a possible total of seven. Uh, if you guys are ready, we will just jump into these questions. Let's do it. Amen. All right. Question number one is going to be from uh, from Foxy. What is the only Pokemon that loses its gender upon evolution? Huh. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I know Azuril used to be that case before Gen 6, I believe. I'll clarify that this Pokemon just doesn't have a gender after it evolves. Oh, it's Shedinja, isn't it? Does that count? I mean, is that your answer? <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there could be anything else, because um, that sounds like a good answer. I feel like Shedinja's genderless, 
I don't know if you count Shedinja as an evolution. I would count Shedinja as an evolution. Then let's go with that. I feel like it's Shedinja then. Shedinja is correct. That is one for one. Yeah, Shedinja loses its gender. It's genderless after Denkata evolves. I guess we'll put evolves in quotes. Yeah, I don't know how you count that. It's like a husk. You're, you're not wrong. All right, so our next question is going to be from Lord Snorlax. As of Pokemon Sword and Shield, what is the Pokemon furthest down the national decks that is capable of evolving through an evolutionary stone? Okay. So, like, the last one in the decks? That- in the national decks. Yeah. What national decks? Um, I didn't realize that Sword and Shield at this moment, uh, this is like a free hint, Sword and Shield didn't add any like stone-based evolutions. I was trying to figure that out. Well, Vicavolt is a prime target then. What else had its uh, evolution method changed this generation? Evolutions had it. Oh, nope, those are all earlier. Okay. Trying to think if there were anything else in Alola. That- Can we count Runarigus because you go under a stone? <laughs> Even then, it's still a Yamask evolving. Wait, Runarigus would be way late in the national decks, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's not an evolutionary stone. It is in a way. <laughs> it is to me. No, it's not. I guess Vikavolt probably is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else in the uh, Lola decks that uses a stone evolution either. You'd think something would use an ice stone? <laughs> You'd think something would use an ice stone, but I think both of those were the... Are uh, Alolan forms of Cantonian Pokemon, so... And now Glaceon, but still. Vikavolt would be later in the decks. Yeah, Vikavolt's the latest in the decks I can think of, because Dragon Pulse isn't a stone. Most of Alola's Pokemon are relatively straightforward in evolution, too, if I remember correctly. I'm gonna need an answer. It's Vikavolt. Yeah, I'll go Vikavolt. Vikavolt is correct... After it was retrofitted to evolve with the Thunderstone, it is now uh, it is now the uh, last Pokemon of the National decks that uses it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize there haven't been a lot of Pokemon that use like evolutionary stones in quite a while. I wish there were. I wish there were a few more because to be fair, Gen Seven had like half the Pokedex was it didn't have an evolutionary line, <laughs> so that that does make it hard. Gen Six had. Like two, a good amount, like Aegislash. Aegislash, that's true. Heliolisk. Yes, Gen six added some, but Gen seven or and Gen eight didn't add any, which is really weird. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's really and odd. Gen seven even added a stone. The ice stone is really weird because it's it, until Glaceon got retrofitted with it, it was literally only for Pokemon that were like different, were regional variants, which is really odd. Mm-hmm. All right, question number three. As always, this is a Pokedex entry, and you guys need to tell me which Pokemon this entry is for. This question is going to be from Gamerland. It's Pokemon Shield Pokedex entry reads, As a cunning yet savage disposition, it waits for its parents to leave their nests and then sneaks to in to steal their eggs. Who's that Pokemon? It sounds like Sneasel. Maybe. Doesn't Sneasel steal eggs? What else steals eggs? Would a snake steal eggs? I'm not familiar with Silicobra's uh, Pokedex entries, so... Yeah. I don't know all these new Pokedex entries by heart yet, or anything like that. I don't think of Silicobra as cunning, though, you know? Yeah, I, I'm i okay with Sneasel. It's a shot in the dark. Yeah, I'd rather use the hint for the two-point question, so. Yeah. Sneasel is correct. 
All right, come through, Sneasel. I know my Sneasel. You guys are doing well. Like you guys are knocking these out of the park. Well, to be fair, for it is some reason, bl- I knew Sneasel was like an egg stealer. For some reason, I don't know why I knew that. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> All right. So this next question comes from P. McGee himself. What six Pokemon have had their in-game model or sprite uh, include another Pokemon with a different name? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a point for each two that you can come up with. So these are Pokemon that in like their art or their official designs. They have another Pokemon. They include in another it. Pokemon in it. So Manti and Remoraid, for instance. Yes, that would be one. So that's one. For every two, you get a point. And then if you get all six, I guess you can do whatever you want. Could we count Slowbro's like shell that's supposed to be a shelter? Uh, yes. Okay. That's two. That's two. So that's one point. Is it the Dreepy line? Uh, that would also count. That's two in, of itself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's you guys are at four. You got all the points. I don't know if you want to go. I don't know if you want to go for broke. Above and beyond. Let's see. What are the other two? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. All right. I'm just gonna cut it off. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the other answer, Slow King, because it still has a shelter in it. Uh, you missed Slow King. You got Slowbro, but oh. no Slow King. And Cramorant, because it oh, also yeah. it can have a Pikachu and Aracuda. Preferably the Pikachu, though. That's fun to watch. Yep. 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 So the next question. You guys are five for four right now. You guys are doing really well. And question number five. This is a question. A base deck question total. Um, this next one is from uh, Liger. And I want to know, what bug-type Pokemon has the lowest defense stat? Oh, dear. Is it going to be Caterpie, or is it going to be... Oh, wait. What about Shedinja? Shedinja, uh, Caterpie, let's use a or Beetle? Yes, let us do that, because... It's a Snom, isn't it? This oh. is this is a uh, Gen 8 Pokemon, and I think it's just bug-type. I think it's just pure oh, bug-type. Well, then it's Blip-Bug, because I think Snom is... A, well, yeah, Snom, I think, is Ice. I'm pretty sure it's Ice. I'm pretty sure it's Ice, too. Is Blipbug your final answer? I'm pretty sure Blipbug's the only pure bug in that generation. So, I guess, yeah. Blipbug is correct. So, you guys were, you guys like named everything that was like just above it. So, Blipbug has a base defense of like 20. Uh, Weedle and Ladybug have 30. Uh, and Snob actually has 35. I guess it has an ice armor <laughs> because it's Snob. We have to mention Snob because every question has to mention Snob. <laughs> and so that gives you guys six points and we that pushes it. both of you across the finish line uh, of 30 points which is unprecedented it has never had uh multiple winners at the same time listen 2020 is the year of teamwork you just saw it i guess you both can split a phone case at t public uh so the ladder resets nobody has any points now nobody has any points this is the freshest the ladder has been since we started doing this doing this uh trivia in quite a while so we are going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, if you want more of this, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Puckles Pokey Quiz. I believe it's uh, Whimsicott and Linnea next week. How whimsical. Uh, so that should be good. Yeah. Yeah. How whimsical of them. So we are going to go ahead and uh, kick things over. But yeah, have fun with your prizes, I guess. We'll figure it out. We'll take a short break here and we'll kick it on over to the topic. We would like to thank anybody who leaves us an iTunes review here at Puckle. So thank you to this week, 14 Mudkip 14. Good stuff, five stars. It's great. The intro is nice. Keep on doing what you're doing. So thank you for that. If you want your iTunes review or review of the podcast in general right on the show, review us wherever you listen to us, whether it be CastBox or iTunes or anywhere. We really appreciate it. 
And I hope to hear from you guys in the future. It helps the show grow. So we're going to kick things on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is what makes a good Pokemon NPC non-player character. There we go. Just in case somebody who doesn't know video game jargon was wondering. And I, I really just want to bring this up because I don't want to really focus on like story elements of Pokemon because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like there's a good consensus that a lot of um, games in the series either have a good story or a bad story. And I, I think that consensus is pretty much there. Like I, I would say that every, almost everybody. Gen 5 and Gen 7. I was I Gen say. 5 and Gen 7 have like hands down great stories. Is it a I, bad story or is it no story? Because a lot of the time I feel like it's no story. Which one? This one? Like XY and Sword and Shield, I don't think had a story. Uh, I would say I would say Sword and Shield more so than XY, because like yeah, XY at, at least, least in like XY, there was like a plot that things. There, well there was a plot that was happening with you involved, and this one was just like oh Leon's playing the game for you. Yeah, Gen One didn't have a story. It's like Team Rocket was doing things, but those were just events until Let's Go. I would go on the opposite side though and say that. Um, like Gen 7, I would say had some weak NPCs, like some yeah. of them were weak, while we would say like, oh, it has a good story. I feel like Gen 5 has some really strong NPCs too. I agree with uh, that. I, I, that. Well, I think, I, so like, I think a really good example of this is probably like the gym leader characters. Yes. I think, I think gym leaders are like a really good way to just like create a baseline for like what a good versus a bad NPC is. Like I would say the gym leaders from Gen 6 are examples of bad NPCs. <laughs> just because they are, I mean, they're forgettable. They're, they're just one they, note. There's one yeah. note. They're just there to do the thing. You never see them they're done. their gyms unless it's yeah. enough. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite moments in black and white is when Elisa is having that moment talking to Bianca's father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gen 5 was that, fantastic. That sticks with, with me, right? Like, so that's like a moment where she does something outside of the gym. Gen 5, like every single gym leader, I think almost every single gym leader did something outside the gym, except for uh, Silent, Chili, and Chris. I think outside of them, every gym leader did something outside of the gym. Because, I mean, Sharon was a rival. Mm-hmm. Lenora was like, helped you resurrect Sekrom slash Rusharam. Yeah, she was a fossil person too. Yeah, so. she was a fossil person. So like they I mean they they decided to take like char- like typical other NPCs and combine them with gym leaders because I I'm not of the mind that more NPCs is always better. I'm of the mind that NPCs that you just need like a fleshed out NPC and you could create this really cool world and I think Gen 5 really did knock it out of the park. I I just really think that Gen 5 was just underappreciated at the time because one uh the 3DS was already out or when well i guess it wasn't out when it launched in japan but the 3ds was like on the horizon Mm -hmm. and everybody was kind of done with the ds and they wanted to like see something new Uh, but pokemon is a company that i i don't know if people realize this because they were like oh man the switch is out we're gonna get a pokemon game in 2017 and i i don't think people realize that the pokemon company tries to play it very safe with console releases and they wait to see if the console's successful before they put a game on it it also helps that they the install base for the DS was massive compared to the 3DS. So that is, that is if true. That, if you're a true. company, you want to develop for that. Yep. And they also, I mean, there wasn't much like graphical improvement between Diamond and Pearl and Black and White, uh, minus minus the moving sprites. They do appear different on the overworld, though, because in Black and White, the engine is so much yeah. better. The engine is better in Black and White. I do agree. I, I think I think the misstep was their quote unquote soft reboot. I think that's literally the thing that that killed it was their mm-hmm. their their concept of a soft reboot. So 
So would you say that removing all of the Pokemon up to that point from being accessible in a game is not received well? Is that what you're saying, Thatch? Uh, yes, yes, but well, that's, okay. that's where we'll okay. end that conversation. Uh, that's where we'll end that conversation because we're talking about NPCs. But I think they handled, yeah. I think they handled the characters very well in in black and white. I mean, because the gym leaders like show up to help fight against like the I team think, plasma yeah, at the what end. The Unova region did really well when they were building it. Was they made the gym leaders like community leaders? They made the yeah. world like they made the world alive, which I thought was done very very well. And I I, I would agree to an extent that Sword and Shield did that as well in a different way in a yes. different way but i think they did a really good job of making like i remember they went the with the leaders. like the sports star mm-hmm. angle with sword and shield yeah which and, was still very memorable and, and they're still like but, local and, yeah. town heroes you know what i mean they're yeah. like local town heroes every npc's like i know the gym leader here and they're like my favorite i don't remember the name of the town that ramos is from i know there's a train i know there's a train there's a train it, but i don't know I, the name of it i think it starts with a c cormarine is i sure I, that sounds sure. right. Why not? Comering. <laughs> sure. Maybe. Uh, I just remember, I just remember, like, I don't think the NPCs, like, talked about him at all or got excited. To be and fair, I don't remember any town from X and Y apart from Lumios. I remember Lumios, and I remember the one that Grant is from. Because I remember, like, running around with my bike. I, I remember what they look like. I can't tell you the names of them at all, though. That's true. Actually, you're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> I cannot right. tell you the Like, the... The fairy gym leader's town. Great nope. design. I have nope. no clue what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I do like that we, like, yeah, I, I I don't know. They just didn't handle things very well with character-wise. I think it was done very well, though, in black and white. And I would I would agree to a, a lesser extent in Sword and Shield. I think the characters are fleshed out pretty well. Because, like, even Hop, like, for as much garbage as we give Hop for, like, just being How 2.0. He's better. Deservedly. He's a better character. He won me over in the post-game. With his development finishing, that. he he like has an arc, which is something that yeah, I think really is, is surprisingly rare in a Pokemon game, because he has a moment where he loses the bead, and then he like goes through this crisis, and you can see it through his team. But the problem is, you've battled him thirty times, so you're tired of it, and mm-hmm. he like changes his roster, and yeah, repeatedly, <laughs> which was I mean, because w- w- yeah. he's like he's like having this crisis of like self identity, mm-hmm. and like trying to become like a good a good Pokemon trainer. And I thought that was a really interesting take and a really interesting route to take a rival that we've never seen before. I do wish that we would get something. I, I wish that we could have had that kind of journey to an extent. Mm-hmm. I, I think the I think the biggest thing, because like that would be the biggest quote unquote change to the Pokemon formula that I think that we could we would have seen in a while if we would have had a moment like that. Like you have to bring back a rival kind of like blue because uh, the, the biggest example, because I'm prepping for a, uh, a big like YouTube series with like uh red and blue nuzlocke right now but if you go back and you think about it when you're talking about blue in um in pokemon red and blue your rival you there's a chance where you can lose to him like there there are places where you lose to him and the game goes on and that an example of that is route 22 um like very early on in the game when you try to which is an encounter you can entirely miss you can't entirely miss that encounter but like i think it's very powerful that you mm-hmm. can lose to him and then go back because right now, like in any Pokemon game after that or any battle after that, honestly, um, in the Pokemon franchise, if there's like a man, if there's like a big character battle like that, you can you always go back and the battle's still there for you to go and beat it. So like you can feel like, oh, yeah, I did it. That battle is not repeatable. I you think it was even one chance in yellow where it, depending yeah. on how you won or lost is depending yeah. on what. It, that's, that's how, it affects their team yeah yeah it affects it affects his evolution 
Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was, I mean, there was an interesting concept. Like it was, uh, yeah, that, that, that's just like a battle that like really stands out in my mind and I, that we've never seen a repeat of. And it'd be something that they could bring back, claim that it's new and then throw it in the game (laughs) because they kind of did that with things like curry claiming that it's like a new thing, but it's just like, yeah, I saw Pokeblocks. And that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, I, I would, I think that make, that would make a good NPC. Like if we wanted to build a good rival, that's how you build a good rival. Mm-hmm. You, you take something where they, they actually push you and they challenge you and they force you to have that kind of story arc. Mm-hmm. I, I also miss like going into every gym and just being like blue is here, you know, Thatch is a loser. I feel like Gladian was probably the closest thing to that in recent memory. Kind of, but like, but not, I, he, he would have been the one easiest to do that with. They they could have done it, and I think it was a missed opportunity. Like make him a secret boss battles at certain points. Well, I feel like Sword and Shield tried to have one of each like archetype of rival. The the problem is they didn't give any of them. I mean, they gave Hop like an improportionate amount of like screen time, quote unquote, mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to the other ones. Because like the one that I was really disappointed with was Marnie. Was Marnie right? Because she's like there twice. She ha- well, you battle her like twice, and then it's just like, oh, yeah. here's this like backstory that I have, and it's just like, cool, we've seen each other I don't twice. Care about you, <laughs> and like it was one of those things where it's like, I wish I cared about you. Yeah. I wish I cared about you. The post game had a nice little moment with Marnie where you walk into her in a hotel room and she's trying to smile because all the people yeah. are cheering her on, and she wants to show them a smile yeah. back in return, and she doesn't. Yeah, know that's how to true. Do that. And it's like, oh, that's a touching scene. I wish we had like one more moment with Marnie during the game where I could care more about this. If we had like one or two more moments with Marnie, I think we would have had a much more emotional journey with her. Mm-hmm. Cause like I, I, we were almost there with Bede, I feel. Cause like we got a lot of cutscenes with Bede. Yeah. Uh, and then not a I lot think, of battles. Not a lot of battles. We had a lot of cutscenes. The number of cutscenes with Bede is far higher than the number of cutscenes with Marnie. <laughs> yes. It's also far more than the number of battles you've had with Bede. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. So I think we discussed how Hop also has like an arc, which we appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But perhaps it's too backloaded. And uh, because all of the annoying stuff was front loaded, I think it's important that. I think, I think you had to have yeah. a lot of that annoying stuff to set up the back stuff, which is unfortunate. I don't think yeah. it had to be as annoying, but I also think we might have appreciated him more the entire time if his arc wasn't so backloaded. If the first four battles, there weren't constant cutscenes where he was praising me for understanding tight matchups i i don't think i would be as upset <laughs> because like the, the cutscenes in the battles just added to my frustration there's a frustration with the with the way they paced the game versus just hop as a character because the game just had so many cutscenes, like mm-hmm. so many and i just wanted to play the game uh but the problem was it was after every single gym battle you had some kind of cutscene. And it was it, that I think that was probably the most frustrating part. And I would say I think like half the time it was Hop, and mm-hmm. uh, then they had cutscenes in the battle because he'd be he'd be like, "Oh, good job hitting me with a super effective hit." <laughs> that should have stopped after the first time. That should have stopped after the first battle. I absolutely. Agree. I want to say Leon said the same thing during his battle or something too. I, I think remember. he did. I think like in the did. champion battle. <laughs> I think he did say something like that, and I, I just wish that would have stopped because I I thought it was very interesting. Like we were mentioning the the backloaded part where he starts like switching his team because he's having this identity crisis. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the only reason I noticed so much was because I was so used to battling Hop and I'm like, oh, I know his team at this point. It's time to battle that Wulu again. And yeah, it's time to vi- battle Wulu. And it's just like, that's not Wulu. Hello, Grammarat. What are yeah. you doing here? What are you doing here? And so I thought I, I think 
you needed the front loaded part. I think that I think it was just the presentation of the front loaded part. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was really the problem was the pacing in the front loaded in the front loaded. But I you, you feel free to disagree. Obviously, I was going to say as far as champions go, though, I didn't mind Leon compared to say Diantha. Diantha. I, see, I actually really like Diantha, and I found Leon insufferable the entire time. I think out of Gen Six, if we were to mention any any like gym leader slash slash elite four member slash champion, Diantha is probably the most memorable. And that's not saying much. Though. I mean, that's not saying much. But Actually, she also no. she had like cutscenes cool. outside of the Elite Four. Yeah, uh, which was nice. Like her having coffee with Lysander. It's like, eh. that's true. <laughs> Where she talks about the merits of aging gracefully. I like that conversation. I think Corona's higher than Deanna, but oh, that's probably true. You're actually. Oh, right. that's fair. That's fair. You know, she you're, you're, thing. Like, you're, she you're was right. actually memorable in the anime too. I think that's why we remember is probably more because of the anime. She had a big long arc. Mm-hmm. I mean, the TCG, she had a good card too. To be so. fair, though, I think I think every champion has done very well in being described mm-hmm. throughout the game. I mean, because like obviously the first champion is is your rival, which I think is like a really big cool thing. Mm-hmm. And so you you obviously had character build up there. You also had interactions with Lance. In yep. Gen 2. Fighting Team Rocket. Fighting Team Rocket. And also, if you played the previous games, you also had that connection to Lance before. True, true, true. Which is, I mean, so you you had a very good introduction to Lance. Uh, in Gen 3, I think the only instance would be if you only played Emerald. Mm-hmm. If you only played Emerald, you'd be like, who's this Wallace guy? <laughs> but if, you, if you're playing, if you're playing like Ruby and Sapphire, you go, oh, Steven Stone, who I've seen like throughout my journey. He's just coming around throughout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Steven's a great actor. Same with Diantha. Same thing with, or not Diantha, with Cynthia. Cynthia's the same way. Same thing same, with Cynthia. Same way as Steven Stone. And Alder, actually. Like Alder's giving you all the yes, stuff. That's true. I never battled Alder in black and white. I because you have to go and you have to, yeah, you have to go and like repeat the and, Elite Four. Yeah. I never did the repeat. So it's like, I never battled him. Yeah. And then Iris is the next one in black and white too, which I think was done that's very well. That's kind of like an emerald situation. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not as much in my opinion because it's done i mean because like black and white 2 are intended to be sequels not yeah. yet and so iris has like a ton of character development in in black and white because black and white i'm trying to just remember if she shows character. up at all though and i don't think she does. i don't think she does in black and white too i loved her battle music at least uh but if you if you follow if you follow the character development that she's having in black and white it's really cool to be like oh she's the champion now mm-hmm I think that's well, which, well it that's depends the on which thing game about you played, having though. a sequel game. That's true too, because I played Black and I, like she's barely in it. Yeah. Well, no, she's she's in the game. Like the character development, she but is, then, but she's like barely like featured. Uh, yeah. One game, extent. she's the gym. Like, leader, I think she does like one. one tutor thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just kind of an NPC. Well, she's right. an NPC like helping out though. I I feel. I mean, she's helping out and has more dialogue than somebody like Ramos. I mean, that's not untrue. That's a low bar. <laughs> 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 it's a low bar for sure but i'm just saying i'm just throwing it out there. i don't know i thought i thought that was good and then yeah gen 6 you had diantha who got like some overworld like moments uh gen 7 the, the champion is you i guess slash kukui i think kukui was a good champion um i, I thought that was like, a really good choice he's, a, well, he's a good npc whether he's a good yeah. champion or not he's a good NPC. yeah i mean his yeah. team was well balanced i like that i um, like that too yeah whereas how just kind of felt like unnecessary when you got to ultra sun and moon yeah ultra sun and moon i think took a lot of missteps i i don't know uh i feel like ultra sun and moon was like the version left on the cutting room floor ultra sun and moon ruined a lot of npcs based on sun and moon though too yeah sun Sun and moon had like a really good story yeah there's a really cool arc with lily and her mom and and that was cut 
It's like, oh, and that was well, just cut in that favor was of like in in favor of just like a regular Pokemon game. I want to say. Actually, now that I think about it, one thing about a lot of the Sun and Moon characters that seem well-developed is, like, they have houses with family members and yes. sort of seem their home life, and that contributes a lot to building a character. All of the trial leaders had yeah. that. Exactly. All of them had family, yeah. All of them had family and houses you could go in, and then you could battle them in their houses after you complete the trial. And you can learn about, like, their home life, sort of, and what they're like. Yeah. And that really fleshed them out quite well. They they did really well. Like, Sun and Moon had its issues, but I would say they did very well story-wise and NPC-wise. I think it was Sun and Moon with the post-game mission where you had Mallow saying she doesn't know what she's going to do after she's not a trial leader anymore, because once you hit 20, you can't be that anymore, or something like that. That's awesome. It's like, wow, that's some nice lore and backstory here. Well done. Yeah, man, they did really well there. I, I, I mean, they, as much crap as like some people like to give Sun and Moon, I thought they did very well in that regard. Yeah, they did well with the world building and the NPCs and mm-hmm. like Nanu. I, I still enjoy Nanu. The book. Yeah, I, I man, love Nanu. I, I think a lot of the the world in Sun and Moon's done very well. Uh, the the only problem I've had with, uh, I guess, Sword and Shield and Sun and Moon in this regard is that the region doesn't feel as connected. Yeah, uh, because like I, I miss the days when I could literally run in a circle around Kanto. Or run in the circle around Johto or run in the circle around any other region and just be able to connect every town. And um, I don't know if this is just like an issue with like Omori, who's directing the games now, who directed both Sun and Moon and Sword and Shield. But he seems to only like think in like islands. He likes to segment things, which is... He likes to segment. I mean, it it almost works in Sword and Shield. I'd say it almost works in Sword and Shield. I mean, it's just two loops, so it's like, ah, that's fine. Uh, it's, it's four, actually, if you think about it. Um, because you have the, uh, you have like Route 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. When you're there, so I would I would count that as like your at your first island, quote unquote. Because you have to take the train to get off. Because of you have yeah. to take you have to take the train, and then you hop in. You could do the loop with the first three gyms, and then you hop off of that, and you go, and then you take the wild area to the next to the next segment. You could also take a train to the next segment where you can hit up the next the next five gyms. I wish we did use the more train or the trains more, but yeah, the trains like you use it, and then you never have to use. And then it. you it's never like, have to use it. Yeah, flight. <laughs> Then from there you go, you take the train to like, um, whatever the Winden, Winden. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's your fourth island, you know? And so like, it, it, so Omori seems to like to really segment things like that. And I wish we could just have like, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because like it made sense for Alola to be like that, but I was disappointed when I realized that's what Sword and Shield was. Yeah. Because even if you can't get there immediately, eventually you can still make that circle and say diamond and pearl. Once yeah. You can exactly. Get the mountain. Even exactly. Mount Cornet was awful, and I hope if we ever, I, I just like having it all actually connected, and I don't have to fast travel. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I mean, that's just that's just me, though. That, that's just me. I, I really want that back. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back. Maybe the next game. Maybe the next one. We'll get Sword and Shield, or not Sword and Shield, Diamond and Pearl remakes, and I can run around Sinnoh one more time. Yeah, and they'll bring back HMs just for you. I don't know that I want HMs back. I don't think anyone wants it. I don't know how they deal with HMs in uh, Sano again. I think you. I think you do it kind of like they did with. Uh, uh, I want to say the way you do Let's Go. Ride. I think you just bring back Poker Ride into it. Yeah, to an extent. Honestly, yeah, I think you just do Poker Ride or like just have Pokemon sitting at the uh, rock climbing locations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the way you handle it. You're right. Or key items. Yeah, or key items. I mean, that's the original way they they wanted to do it anyway. So, I mean, it's not impossible to handle it in a decent way. You just need to, like, literally the only problem with HMs is I don't want my Pokemon to carry those moves all the time. Right. <laughs> or just make them deletable. Just make them deletable. Yeah. 
especially in uh, Gen 4 when you had Rock Climb and Deep Bog yeah. when it did nothing. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's. I think this is a good discussion for NPCs. I think what I, I want to see is just more character development. Like, honestly, do Gen 5 and Gen 8, like like some of the Gen 8. Do a sequel again. Like that, Oh, the sequels That's how good. you yeah, get the best Because sequels give you a chance to show growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's like that's why people really like the uh eras that have that. That's you true. Could have Professor Hop. Like, Professor Hop would be cool. I honestly like a really cool sequel like that would be yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Or at least like make it almost just copy paste black and white too. <laughs> copy paste it. Take place a few years after, have the league be in shambles and they're doing a champions cup. That's what I want for a sequel. But Ooh, that's down the line. That's not gonna happen, but that's cool. I, I like I mean, the concept. A couple years down the line, like in the National Dex game. Like that's that's how you celebrate the series is have the Champions Cup and have champions come back and compete in the uh, final game. And you know what game had a champions cup? Black White Black Two White Two. Mm-hmm. I would Pokemon be World Oh man, a champions Oh, like that. Or, yep. Okay, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's I'm what I'm it. talking about. Yep, it's yep, like, yep. That's the Elite Four is the Pokemon World Tour. That, that's I'm into it. I'm into it. That's I'm how in. you build NPCs from those games too. I'm in I'm in. You've got too me. Bad. Too bad no one's coming from Kalos. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll just have Dexion and I show up again. That's fine. Oh, I'm into it. Oh man. Uh, on that note, though, we are gonna take a short break and yell at you about some ramen, and we will be uh, we will be back with, with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 555, Darmanitan. The the Blazing Pokemon or the Zen Charm Pokemon? I don't know which one it is. It's got two different ones. Uh, Glar- oh, so Galarian Darmanitan is actually the Zen Charm Pokemon. So that's the one we're talking about today. You mean it's not on fire? Yeah. Only half the time. <laughs> on days when blizzards blow through, it comes down to where people live. It stashes food in the snowball on its head, taking it home for later. So a lot of you might be thinking, how are you talking about Galarian Demantane? It was just banned from OU. And you're not wrong. But today we're going to focus on a Battle Stadium singles team because we really wanted to uh, drive that home with the UTC being that format this year. And Galarian Demantane is not banned there because there's no real official ban list. Unless you're a Gigantamax. Unless you're a Gigantamax. Yep. 
and Galarian, Galarian Demanitan got banned from OU, and the answer is because it got Gorilla Tactics as its new ability. And Gorilla Tactics is uh, dumb. Uh, it boosts the Pokemon's attack by 50%, but it can only use one move. So the ability is just Choice Band. And so you can actually wear a Choice Band on top of this. You might as well anyway, right? You're already Choice Banded. Choice Scarf, Choice Band, one of the Yeah, two. you're already Choice Banded. There's you have to just you should choice. run just a choice item anyway. So there you go. And I does does the ability still lock you in if you dy- Dynamax? That's my next question. No, I didn't. If think you so. Dynamax, it no longer applies. But you no longer get the boost either. That's true. That's true. So, but yeah, there we go. There's Galarian Dynamitan and why it's broken, as well as its base stats. I mean, its base stats aren't bad. They never were. So I don't think Galarian Dynamitan's base stats are actually different than regular Dynamitan. That's actually really interesting. Uh, the only thing that's different are the, between the Zen modes. Uh, because Zen mode Galarian Dynamitan is interesting in and of itself. <laughs> that's that's for different <laughs> reasons. So Dynamitan has a base 140 attack, which is scary with a base 95 speed. Both these things scary. Everything else is garbage. Base 105 HP isn't terrible, though. Base 55 defense is terrible. Base 55 special defense is terrible. Base 30 special attack. Who cares? Because you're a Darmanitan. Now, Zen Mode for Galarian Demanitan is really cool because instead of dropping its speed to 55 like it used to, it boosts it to 135 and makes its <laughs> attack 160, which is just like, oh, I guess that's okay. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, for those of you uninitiated, Galarian Demanitan, when it goes to Zen Mode, is no longer a fire psychic type Pokemon. It becomes an ice fire Pokemon, and it's got the cutest like snowman design. It's so cute. It's crazy. I mean, both those abilities are good. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, the, the, like, Zen Mode used to be garbage. Now it's not garbage. <laughs> this is probably the second best. Actually, it might be the best Galarian Pokemon that was added. It's between this and Corsola. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, his move pool is phenomenal on top of it. Oh, my gosh. He just, I mean, Ice-type is a very good offensive typing to begin with. This is a good Ice-type Pokemon. And... The secret is to make them fast and strong. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And so like they did just that with Darmanitan. I mean, he's getting he's getting his ice punch, which is crazy, icicle crash, which is crazy. He still gets flare blitz. <laughs> I mean, he's just getting all of the moves. It, it it's just oh my gosh, it, it blows my mind how good he is. I oh my gosh, he's just so good. <laughs> and so we have a team for you guys today. I'm very excited to go through this team. It's Battle Spot Singles, so you have to think about bring bring only three of these Pokemon. What's really cool about Battle Spot Singles is that you can bring like two separate strategies on a single team. And the reason you would do something like this is so that you could counter different strategies that you might come up against. This, this meta is this meta is fairly complex, and I would say you definitely get cheesed every once in a while. But that's why we do best of three for the UTC, so you can't just get cheesed all the time. On that note, though, let's uh, let me find where what where that tab went with the team in it. And we'll go ahead. So we have Darmanitan, Galarian, with a choice man, because why not? Gorilla Tactics, level 50, 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed, adamant nature, because, I mean, 95 is like an awkward speed stat where you're not going to really outspeed much. At max speed, you still outspeed max speed Togekiss. Exactly. And that's really the big thing. That's what you care about. And so you're, you're Dar- Galarian Demanitan with excellent coverage because you have Icicle Crash, Flare Blitz, Superpower, and Earthquake. And because this is Battle Stadium Singles, you get to Dynamax just in case. Could you imagine using, uh, like Max Knuckle a couple times and then, <laughs> and then going? Oh my gosh, that would be disgusting. That'd just be so disgusting. Like Galarian, Galarian Demanitan is almost as bad as Dracovish. <laughs> it, it's really bad. 
and so because this is battle stadium singles this is probably the biggest like battle stadium singles. this is the most battle stadium, stadium singles, singles i've ever seen this is the most battle stadium singles team i've seen in a while speaking of togekiss because togekiss is really big in this because it's still a togekiss and it still does togekiss things this is togekiss with the lumberry has serene grace doing togekiss things 116 hp 140 special attack i'm sure that special attack is to make some certain knockout that i'm not uh, aware of you have nasty plot it doesn't you don't need that much yeah 252 speed timid nature so you can outspeed things zero attack because you don't want to get foul played and air slash dazzling gleam flamethrower and nasty plot um this is a scary togekiss because it's still gonna get i mean you can still flinch a lot with with air slash i i hate serene grace I will hate it until the day I die. Uh, but yeah, t- take uh, take another two of them, uh, Sigma. All right. So next up, we have Mimikyu with the Life Orb. Disguise ability doesn't have a choice. We have 4 HP, 252 attack EVs, and 252 speed EVs with a Jolly Nature. This is the most standard Mimikyu you will find in the Battle Stadium singles format. It has Play Rough, Shadow Claw, Shadow Sneak, and Sword Stance. Ooh, what else we got? All right. Next up. Uh, let's go with the other ice type on the team. This is Cloyster with the Focus Sash and Skill Link ability with its 252 attack or special defense, which I don't think actually matters where that board goes. Uh, and uh, max speed with the 252 in speed, Adamant Nature, Icicle Crash, Rock Blast, Ice Shard, and Shell Smash. Standard Cloyster. The only flex slot on a Cloyster is usually that Ice Shard slot, whether you want water coverage or not. Uh, what about you, Sublime? What, what else you got? Why don't you take us home? Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna go back to sleep because this is early here. It, with Snorlax, he he needs disease, you know. With the leftovers, and he's gonna run Thick Fat this time and Impish Nature. The spread is 228 HP, 28 attack, and 252 defense. We're running Yawn, Protect, so you can combine those two for fun stuff, mm-hmm. and then Fire Punch and Body Slam. Ooh. Yeah, and bringing it home. I like that he's wearing, running Fire Punch, but I think it's honestly because every team's a little bit scared of Ferrothorn. Mm-hmm. Like just a little bit. I mean, you need to have an answer to Ferrothorn. Period. I was gonna say his option. The options on this team are well, there are four fire attacks. Yeah, there are four fire <laughs> You're attacks. Always going to have one answer to Ferrothorn. I I also liked because you posted the usage stats for Battle Stadium singles uh, recently. Mm-hmm. I I like that Rotom Bow is only is one below Ferrothorn. Like it's literally right there. I love that Rotom Bow is just as used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, finishing it up is going to be a choice specs Dragapult because who doesn't love a Dragapult? You know, it's Dragapult. Yeah, it's got Infiltrator. So it's going to run a modest nature and only 28 speed EVs, but like... It's already fast. It's a dragapult. When you're that fast. It's a dragapult. When you're that fast. I'm sure it probably outspeeds a ton of stuff anyway. You've got 220 HP, 4 defense, 4 special defense, and then 252 attack. Um, We're running Draco Meteor, Shadow Ball for stab, then also Fire Blast and Thunderbolt for coverage. Oh, I love dragapult. I love me some dragapult. Fun stuff. I love dragapult. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. versatile. It was definitely my MVP playing through the game, too. Yeah. Oh, man. So that is that is the team. Galarian Darmanitan is amazing. I'm a big fan. So we can... Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I, go ahead. Use this team. Is, is this a rental team or not? It's probably not a rental team of this, is there? I I think we can grab a rental team. If there's a rental team of this, we should totally get it. If not, we can... I, I'll see if I can make one up. I, I got and, it. And we'll post it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we'll put that on the Discord. You guys can go play with it on Battle, Battle Stadium Singles, try out Darmanitan, try out anything else. 
yeah, it's it's a good time. I'm very excited to play with it. So on that note, let's kick it on over to the mailbag where we're gonna read your uh, read your input on on some crazy Pokemon things. So let's kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag this week is brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Totally not a real product. Please don't think it's real. And so we're going to go ahead. This is the segment where we read your listener input on anything Pokemon wise. You can send us an email at pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Typically, we have a prompt. You don't have to follow the prompt. I just want to make that clear. You can just write us an email telling us that we're cool, which several of you actually did <laughs> this week. So I do appreciate that. I'm not going to I'm not going to read them on the show, unfortunately, this week. But uh i i do want to uh go ahead and just read some of these emails today we uh last week i forgot what our mailbag question was honestly i think it was what's your favorite pokemon designs from gen 8 and so i guess we'll just uh jump right into that then uh our first one's going to be from n harmonia yeah uh hello facts and co-hosts a deeply grieved n harmonia is writing in this generation had a lot of great pokes with great designs People have been going wild over Wooloo from the very beginning, and a new star is on the rise in the form of Snom. The Fawfuls have received plenty of praise as well, and for good reason. They are innovative and splashy. And two of them are in, like, top usage for Battle Stadium singles. That Yeah, I mean, yeah. Two of them. Not just one, two. Some people have been implying that Ndidi is not the best-looking Pokemon out of the new arrivals. It's not. Have you seen its neck? There, that actually comes up. That actually comes up. As a matter of fact, they've been insisting that it's one of the worst. Something about its arms coming out of its neck is apparently <laughs> making people uneasy. Indeedee is beautiful and precious. It's Audino's sassy sibling and should be respected and adored. If I hear one more person dunk on my little mochi ball, I will transform into Hatterene, which is another well-designed Pokemon, I should say. Cheers and Harmonia. I will say I like it more than Audino. I do like it more than Audino. I I care about it as much as I cared about Audino, which is to say not at all. It has Psychic Surge. It It's not bad. It does get Psychic Surge, but like that doesn't mean I like it. It's, it's such a there Pokemon. There's no Pokemon in Gen 8 that I go, this is a bad Pokemon. No Gen 8 Pokemon. That neck joint is not a good thing. <laughs> it is a problem. I think it's probably there on purpose to disturb you. That's probably why it's there. But you know what? I bred a... That was actually the first Pokemon I bred was um, Ndidi. Really? Just for... Psychic uh, Synchronized Natures. Synchronized uh, Natures. Oh, that makes more sense. Somebody doesn't like routes. Poor routes. Uh, to be fair, like, it was, like, a lot of the stuff that we used to use got, like, very limited. And it's been really I sad. Mean, the routes family is the only thing with Trace. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that kills me. I, I'll tell you. Not that I can tell you any other Pokemon with Trace. Uh, Mega Alakazam. I don't know. That's a great question. What other Pokemon have Trace? I guess you have a trivia question. For um, I'm going to look this up uh, right now. In Sun and Moon. Okay, so the only other Pokemon that have Trace are Mega Alakazam, the Gardevoir family, and the Porygon. Porygon and Porygon Aww. 2, not Porygon, Porygon 2, that's right. How could we forget Porygon 2? That is it, though. Because you're, you're always running a different... You're always running an analytic or download? Yeah. Download is probably just better. That's the answer. 
All right. Uh, this next email is from Big Cat Bruce. All right. Hey, Puckle Crew. Big Cat Bruce here with my thoughts on my favorite new Pokemon, Toxtricity. My thoughts on its design are rooted in the full concept of this punk rocker. First, Poison Electric. Maybe deathly allergic to ground attacks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not untrue. <laughs> yeah. But with great offensive coverage and six resistances, this new typing is great. Next is the fact that Game Freak really leaned into the idea of the loud, sound-focused punk rocker. They gave it the ability to focus on sound moves, a signature move that in Overdrive that is both stab and sound-based, access to the strongest sound move in the game with Boom Burst, and a new item in Throat Spray that could enhance its power even further. Additionally, the design is amazing. I will say, I am more partial to Amped version because the purple and yellow with the mohawk is so cool. And with Nature Mints, I can have a timid Amped Toxtricity. Also, is the way it Dynamaxes. Some Pokemon get bigger and do their cry. Not this guy. He shreds on the air guitar and gets pumped up to do some damage. Last is the fact that you get it during the game in a luxury ball. Game Freak knew they struck gold with Toxtricity, and they wanted everyone to have one. The only drawback is I wish it was a bit faster at maybe 90 plus speed instead of the middling 75. However, I'm a fan of the way they doubled down on this design and style to create a cool Pokemon. I'm interested to see what it looks like once its Gigantamax is finally released. I love the show, and I hope you're all having a great new year. Big Cat Bruce. Well, you can see it's Gigantamax now. Like the, the sprite's been um, ripped from the game. Or sprite. The model? The model. That's what I should say. Uh, it's been ripped from the game, and it's, it's meh. It's, it's probably a March release or February. That's what I imagine. Yeah, the TCG release is March for the uh, Toxtricity set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd imagine it'll come with that. You're probably not wrong. You probably are not wrong whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, I expect that in the next. I monitor. just I find it really weird because like we have like these hidden Gigantamaxes that are in there, like Snorlax, Toxtricity, and Melbetal, and like those are the only three that were hidden though. So like mm-hmm. like they had an idea of like hey let's do these cool events, but then decided like nah we only want to do like a couple. I'm surprised they didn't save like Kingler and Orbital for it, right? Because no one uses those in game. No. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's also not going to matter too much, uh, overall, in my opinion. Lapras matters. Lapras, Lapras, Lapras matters. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that's the emails for you guys this week. I did, I did read a pleasant email from, uh, Matt, uh, yeah, earlier. I, I don't think it's appropriate for the show because, like, I feel, I feel really bad and it's just like, uh, it'd feel very narcissistic to read it, uh, on air. But yeah, if you guys want to email the show, more about what do you think makes a good NPC or who your favorite NPC was. Uh, send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure people have opinions. I'm sure Harmonia will write in and tell us how much they really care about. I'm sure we'll get a lot of N fanboys. Uh, that's probably true. Harmonia will write in and she will tell us that her favorite her favorite NPC was Ramos. Mm-hmm. Not N. Not N. Ramos. N was awful. N was the worst a, character ever. It's a front. Ever. It's a front. <laughs> Least popular in the entire fan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Least popular character in all of Pokemon and Harmonia. 
He, nobody's ever appreciated him. There's been zero fan art of him. I can tell you that much. There's been zero fan art. But yeah, I, I do really appreciate uh, all of the emails that we do get. And I understood it was the holiday, so we didn't get a lot. If you would, please let us know your favorite NPC and what you think makes a good NPC. We really want to hear from you guys. Pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with Puckle, there's a couple great ways to do that. First of all is to go over to Puckle Plus. Puckle Plus is a great place to get more content. Uh, there's a new show every week. Uh, I believe this week we have, uh, what's it called, Game Corner coming out. The week after that, we will return with Puckle Live. Puckle Live is going to be recording next week. For those of you who are patrons at the $5 tier or higher, we'll start pulling from you guys to see if we can get two or three of you to be on the show. And we'll sit around, we'll have a good conversation and just talk some Pokemon. And then if you want to go ahead and keep up with us on social media, a great way to go ahead and do that is to follow us on Twitter. That's where we're the most active. We're also on Facebook and we're also on, uh, what's the other one that I usually say? Instagram. Instagram. That's it. We're also on Instagram. So we really appreciate that. If you want to go ahead and get some video content out of, out of us, you can go over to YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. We're over there. We've got some new video stuff coming out. I'm working on some new stuff actually currently. Uh, me and Ozzy are working together on it. I'm very excited for it. I hope it's going to be good and big and awesome. Uh, you can also go over to Twitch and hang out with us. We I've been doing Patreon raid nights on Thursdays uh, over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. And I know Linian's looking to do a Nuzlocke on there very soon as this well. This Thursday, was, if you do one, it's going to be exciting. Find out what the new thing. That's are. true. That's true. This Thursday will be very exciting to do it. So definitely come on out to uh, the stream. I really enjoy just doing the raid nights because I get to hang out with the patrons. I get to hang out with the people in chat. Um, and I, I'm going to start doing some battle spot or battle stadium singles. I'm not going to break that habit. Like I, it's just not it's happening. Hard. It's not because it's the same abbreviation. Let's just call it the BSS. Let's just call it the BSS. <laughs> it's the same abbreviation. It's killing me. And then of course you can go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and help us out monetarily. We really appreciate it. It allows us to do a lot of cool things. One, you can go over to Twitch and drop a Twitch Prime subscription. We really appreciate that. Or just a regular subscription, though I think there are better ways to do that. You could also go over to TeePublic, purchase anything over there on our store. If you purchase something on our store, you get a t-shirt or something cool, a phone case, a tapestry, a throw pillow. Uh, the throw pillows are actually like legitly, legitimately like very nice. I have a couple of them. And you can uh, you can go ahead and uh, send those things over. All right, you get something out of it. We get a little bit out of it. We really appreciate that kind of support. You can also go ahead and purchase some ramen from our friends over at Vite Ramen, a great way to supplement your diet if you're looking to get to have something tasty, but at the same time, have something healthy. What a great idea for 2020. Yeah. If, if your New Year's resolution yeah. is to be healthier, go on over to Vite Consider Ramen. Consider Ramen. Uh, Vite Ramen. Uh, use code PUCKLE for 10% off. Um, or, and the link is also in the description if you're, or in the show notes if you really want to go ahead and go ahead and do that. Finally, the last way to do it is to go over our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can get a bunch of cool rewards. One, you'll get your name on the show. Two, you can have a chance to be on the live show or join in Patreon raid nights at the $5 tier or higher. Or at the $10 tier or higher, you get to be part of our Pokemon giveaways. Speaking of which, uh, I forgot to announce it earlier in the show. I'll see how many people listen till the end of the show today. But what we are going to, the new, next giveaway for this month has been announced. We are going to be giving away the Pokeball Plus Mew this month. It's going to be very exciting. You can go ahead and get a really cool uh, Pokeball Plus Mew at the $10 tier or higher. Um, I'm also going to be very nice because I see a lot of people talking about it. Uh, and we're going to do a uh, a limited rerun of the 6IV Ditto for people at the $5 tier and lower. Uh, so if you are looking for a 6IV Ditto, we're going to be doing that. All of these times are going to be announced on Patreon and 
in the Patreon Discord. So definitely keep a lookout on those places. And if you're interested in it, make sure you join Patreon at the proper tier. On that note, though, I think that's everything we usually talk about. So here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Sublime. And I'm R Sigma. And it's closing time. Here at Puckle, would like to thank all of our patrons who help make the show possible. Thank you to everybody there. Like I said earlier in the show, I believe, if not, I'm going to say it here now. We are going to be doing two giveaways this month one for a Pokeball Plus Me. You can get that at the $10 tier or higher, so you have to make sure you're there. And then we're also going to run another special where we're going to rerun the 6IV Ditto, uh, 6IV Japanese Ditto that we did last month. Um, just because I see a lot of people are asking for it and I want to be able to do another run. We found a ways to alleviate some of the issues we had with the last giveaway. So, uh, please be on the lookout for that. And if you're interested in getting a six IV ditto, this is a great way to come and do it. So without further ado, for those of you who updated your, uh, Patreon status, thank you because we did change up the tiers. The one and $3 tier no longer exists. It's just condensed into a $2 tier. So please make sure you change that. Um, if you're at the $1 tier and you want your name right on the show, because without it, you won't be right on the show today. But thank you to Greg, Lane, Viger, Dooley, Dominic, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chonk, the fluffiest ones of Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Snickle, Rotted, Titan, Jesse, Piccolo, Ryan, Ed, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, King, and Tank, Sheldon, Cordia, Claude, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swamper Tata, Matt, Gary, Caleb, Jonathan, Merlander, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, It's Your Boy, Trav, <laughs> the British Gent, Brian, Dylan, Trevor, Sheon, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Craig Kruger, 
Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Kelvin, T- Taylor, Amanda, Mike, Colt, Maxie, Shambles, Justin, Michael, Tim, Equals, Dylan, uh, Andrew, Justin, Old Man Top, David, Harvey, Michael, Jordan, Andrew, Brock, Louise, Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Jacob, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Neleb, South, Nicholas, Brandon, Locke, Holden, iStarly TV, Prime Rib, L. Feats, Jeremy, Launchpad, McQuack, Gigantamax, Metapod, Sammy, Graham, John, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Bear, Kevin, Gone, Corfishin, Chris, Dark Flame, Chris, Chris, again, two Chris's in a row, uh, Halfful Reviews, Coop de Jarnock, Jordan, Shira, Zarni, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange, and that's it. So thank you to everybody who supports the show, and also Sparky, I apologize. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports the show, we really appreciate it, and I hope to see you all on the flip-flop. We will be doing another Patreon raid night this Thursday at 7.30pm Eastern, so please be there, and uh, we'll hang out, we'll do some raids together, and we'll have some fun. So I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.